chapter 6 it's a very important chapter uh, the goal of bhagavad gita and the vedas upanishad is moksha purushartha only to claim that i am brahman i am free from all limitation that is the goal of bhagavad gita uh, you should take the circumstances the context in which the gita is presented uh, arjuna faces the problem of samsara he goes through all the three stages raga attachment sorrow because of attachment and then delusion delusion is understanding dharma as adharma and adharma as dharma there's utter confusion it's a vicious cycle attachment grief and confusion is a vicious cycle one must understand very clearly that material acquisitions do not solve the problem of grief krishna arjuna is reduced to a point where he says he wants even contemplate suicide and arjuna was extremely rich famous had all the money in the world had all the fame and yet the worldly accomplishments do not solve the problem of grief yeah even today's life you can see no many billionaires also commit suicide but when arjuna fails to find any solution and he is caught in this melting pot of worry and grief he has a wisdom he says i am confused and i have lost all composure uh, i am asking you for help please tell me what i should do i surrender unto you i am your disciple please instruct me that is the wisdom that is that is the attitude you need to go have when you approach a spiritual master enquire from him submissively and render service to him therefore the bhagavad gita teaching starts from the second chapter and the teaching goes to a point where it says any bondage is only a self hypnosis self deception and self disowning moksha is not some event that is going to take place in space and time it just you have to wake up from a dream state you just have to remove the delusion and claim i am free i am free i i'm ever free i was ever free i'll ever be free the sixth chapter deals with meditation uh, you need to go to the second third fourth and fifth chapter to have a idea of atma brahma nature of atman you can't come directly to the chapter of meditation uh, you need to go through that otherwise krishna would not have, if there was a shorter method krishna would have taken that so you need to go through that and the there are the, uh, the chap the subsections of the uh, this topic is what are the qualifications for meditation preparation for meditation process of meditation object of meditation obstacles in meditations and benefits of meditation the first qualification is you must have tranquility and equanimity in day to day transactions relative peace a turbulent mind cannot think of uh, meditation imagine a player winning wimbledon that person is too excited to sleep that night you cannot ask him to meditate then so you must have some amount of poise tranquility balance in your day to day transactions the mind should not be too elated or too depressed have a certain amount of relative calm and how do you have equanimity in daily transaction you reduce your likes and dislikes if they are very powerful reduce them learn to accept any adverse situation as the will of the god for my own personal growth it's something like this you take a medicine and you're sick doctor aim is not to please you but to cure your illness and the medicine he gives you may be bitter so also the lord gives you pain only for my inner growth only i have an implicit faith in the lord 
and his will and trust and this will reduce my raga and dvesha so whatever situation comes i take it from as coming from the lord the second qualification is vairagyam whatever prior, top priority you give the mind automatically goes there imagine a chess player all the time he is thinking of chess he is reading about chess he is thinking about chess and so what are top priority you give so amongst all the activities of the world if you give top priority bhagwan ishwara moksha brahman naturally your mind will go there more often than not the example is uh, gopis in krishna they always thought about him then the other goals become secondary this is the maturity of a spiritual aspirant that yeah money is required entertainment is required but the main goal is moksha as uh, shankaracharya says in uh, bhagavad bhaja govinda govinda is my top priority the third qualification krishna emphasizes emphasizes self confidence never look down upon yourself even if god were to help such a person even if god cannot help a person if he, if he, and if a bhakta is so diffident then you will even tell god oh god you do not know who i am i there i mean i'm so always failure if you only you know my past i can't succeed i'm good for nothing even god can't help such a person so the other extreme is being arrogant i can achieve everything on my own i don't need a guru i don't need scriptures that is the other extreme so right attitude is lord please give me confidence i'm devoted to you i will make my efforts i will pull my train but lord be the engine at the back and give me a push that's a right attitude right balance and how do you prepare for uh, meditation find a secluded place uh, a secluded place is required so that you avoid the transactions of the world the world no longer bears up bears up on you it's not impinging on you or shooting you with arrows demanding your attention sit down in a place keep your breathing normal body should be relaxed and straight observe your breath for a few moment it's not pranayama and have just close your eyes half closed or fully closed concentrate on the tip of the nose or the middle of the eyebrows and the mental preparation is when you're sitting like this still your mind can throw up images of your wife your children mental images of your work tree your colleagues etc also so you need to withdraw from the mind also the worldly objects of the mind from the mind also you may have worries who look after me what happens to my children after i am gone uh, these two are rakshasas past regrets and future anxiety the only remedy for this two rakshasas surrender to the lord please forgive me for my past mistakes and please give me strength to face the future and now i'm sitting down meditated god please help me to keep my mind in the present it's a good prayer you sit down it's a good mental preparation the process of meditation what do you meditate on you're not saying in your meditation everything should be blank no the mind should in meditation you have a object of meditation first is dharana there's an object of meditation i i and the mind focuses on the object of meditation it's like a camera focusing on object the second once the camera focuses hand should be straight should not be shaking that's called dhyana only then a picture comes well the third is samadhi absorption comes when the mind is focused on object 
is absorbed in the object, it, it produces thoughts regarding the object of meditation. Is it so difficult? Is it so obtrusive? No. We are all the time in Samadhi. We keep worrying 24 hours. That is also a Samadhi. But a bad, it's a contra Samadhi. It's in the negative direction. Or you go to a movie for three hours, you're totally, your mind is totally lost, completely hijacked by what is happening in front. That is also a Samadhi. But Krishna defines Samadhi not as something like a flame of a lamp. Uh, so, and the flame of a lamp, there's a container which is put on top of the flame so that it doesn't flicker with the breeze. That kind of mind, a steady mind that focuses on an object, thinks of, produces thoughts pertaining to that, that uh, object of meditation. And what can be the object of meditation? If you are in the initial stages, you can think about Rama, Krishna, Guru Ayurapan, Kutti Krishna, Radha Krishna, Partha Sarati, any number of things, Ishta Devata, have your Ishta Devata, focus, meditate or dwell on the attributes of the Lord. But once you are exposed to Atma Jnanam, Nirguna Brahman, then think about the objects, then the nature of Brahman, attributes of Brahman, what is consciousness, what is Advaita Jnanam, think on that line. Yeah, what are the obstacles to meditation? One, once you sit down, the mind is used to, once it sits down and closes, it is programmed to sleep. So initially you will fall, you'll be falling asleep. Now you have to tell yourself, no, this is not sleep. I am meditating. So let me be awake and fully, fully awakened, fully aware. This, the second obstacle is, it's a wandering mind. The mind keeps wandering, wandering and then um, goes to your wife, goes to your office, goes to your son, goes to your daughter. Then you take a pause and you say, and then you don't have to feel guilty. Already there is guilt in the world. You are not taking to meditation to feel more guilt. Then Krishna says, I mean, generally it's a good practice to meditate for 15 minutes, 20 minutes in the beginning. The quality of meditation is always more important than the quantity of time. So when I sit down, I tell my mind for the next 30 minutes, I don't want to think of anything. I just want to think of, I want to be in the present. It's a simple order suggestion. It's very good. And uh, the second is Vairagya. Each time your mind keeps wandering and you, you, you surrender yourself to God. Your priority is God over everything else. Everything else can wait. Everything else is perishable. Everything else is insecure. But here I am trying to find fulfillment in this insecure world and I am holding on to the Lord. So this is Vairagya. Uh, once it is, your faith in the Lord is very uh, strong, your mind does not wander as much. What is the benefit of meditation? So when I have the Lord in my heart all the time, or when I think of the nature of uh, Atman, Brahman in my heart, the greatest advantage is I feel strong. I am not worried about the future. The fear, the insecurity, the diffidence goes. Your mind automatically becomes positive and not fear-ridden. And you feel, I'm, and from a small person, I'm incapable of doing anything, I'm failure, this problem, that problem, everything knocks me down. Now, slowly you begin to find strength in yourself. You begin to find poise in your actions. You, you have a mental attitude, I'm full and complete, and nothing is lacking in me. I don't need psychological crutches around. And 
I enjoy independence and this is called Jeevan Mukti. Uh, in the end of the chapter, Krishna Arjuna is asking what happens if the person does not attain moksha but dies in between? Will all the spiritual sadhana come to a waste? Krishna reassures, no way. Uh, he, if he has not developed in this birth, next birth he starts off from where he has left. There is no room for pessimism here. No effort in meditation is wasted. You may be stagnating, you may have a slow progress, but there is no question of reverting back to confusion and chaos again. In the next birth, you will be born a spiritual genius from a very early age. You will be given the right environment, you will pursue knowledge and attain liberation. This chapter is called Dhyana Yoga or Atma Samyama Yoga. It's a very important chapter on meditation.